when something's illegal, it makes you want to do it more. Women can't, women can't, women can't parlay. Hi. Parlay Nation. We are freaking back. Back again with another week of women can't parlay. Also coming to you live on 420. Yeah, I was going to say 420. I'm unfortunately not partaking in that, but shout out to those who are. Everyone out there, enjoy yourselves, especially for those who cannot partake. Yes, exactly. Hello, corporate drug testing. (laughs) So anyway, while you're stoned, please go to (gasps) Apple or Spotify and follow or subscribe our lovely podcast. Please leave us a review. Please leave us a five-star rating, five stars only. Listen to us, download it. Please help us get to 5K. We're close, y'all. So close. And I'm like, come on, everybody, keep plugging along. Yeah, get yourselves real high and then text all your friends about this and then write us some awesome, hilarious reviews. Yes, please. And if you you. show up to German Fest, I don't know, maybe I'll get you a beer or give you a a ticket. I don't know how it works these days. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, prior apologies to every single person at German Fest because we will be stealing your phone. We will be rating ourselves five stars. We will be subscribing to our podcast. We will get to five. Yeah. We'll get to 5,000. Be damned by this fucking weekend. Yeah. Come Monday, we're going to be over 5,000. I have no doubt. (laughs) Me too. Word. So anyway, super exciting. And yeah, like Rainy said, we have our hometown festival this weekend. So God knows what shape we're going to be in recording the next one. So my voice, I'm sure, will be gone. It's going to be awesome. Can't wait. Yeah, we're not drinking today in preparation for the rest of the weekend. Oh, yeah. No, no, we can't do that. We we have a marathon ahead of us, not a sprint. We'll be prepping for Sunday by drinking Friday and Saturday. (laughs) If you want to know where I'll be Saturday night, I'll be drunk in the Miller Light line, wearing a dirndl. It'll be nuts. So celebrating our heritage by drinking domestic beers. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That shit never makes sense to me. They have like two German-ish beers. Yeah. And they're like more expensive. And it's funny because like every time I tell people that aren't from our town about the festival, I'm like, you should come. But like also... It's like a fake German fest. It's it's just like a big truck in the middle of a field with beers Beer. and yeah. um, that's it. You can occasionally hear uh, polka music. Like yeah, yeah, polka. You'll hear um, the chicken dance in the background. It's a good time. It's a great time. That's what I said to somebody the other day. Because don't get it, don't get it twisted. We love German fests. It's our jam. Yeah, but but yeah do you it's think a- we love it because we're from there? Or do you? Yes, like, I always think we just love it. I don't know that outsiders love it as much as we do, but maybe we so, do. I mean, it draws a big crowd. It it does, and a big outsider crowd, right? But I think a majority of those people are coming for you know the fun run and or the bike the rally, food. and also the food. So yeah, I do think literally everybody I talk to and mention German Fest, I'm like, oh, I'm going to German Fest. A lot of them actually are like. Oh, like that one in North Texas was like, everybody always like, oh, in Germany. I'm like, no, I'm not that fucking cool. Not the real one. Not the actual one. The fake one. Yeah. Don't have time for that. So I'm like, yeah, it's like a BS version of the real German fest. (laughs) Um, 
but it's fun. But yeah, no, I think it's because we are from there and we've gone our whole lives. So it's yeah. like just kind of like a high school reunion. It's like a town reunion. I wouldn't even call yeah. it a high school. It's like the entire right. town just goes. So yeah. You're right. Literally everyone I've ever met in my entire life will be there. So yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yikes. Sounds that's depressing right. now that we're breaking it down. But well, yeah. And also like that's where the anxiety starts to set in, which is why <laughs> I will have approximately one bottle of champagne before I go over there. Yes. 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 Prepare yourselves. But yeah. if you haven't been or you haven't heard of it, Google German Fest Munster, Texas, and you may be sorry, but <laughs> you may be like, what the fuck are these girls doing? But also you might like give them. everyone an insight into like our lives and why we drink so much. I don't know. Yeah. Actually, yeah, it could explain some things. Come on down. Yeah, it's yeah. a it's a one stop light town, guys. Yeah. Used to be two. We we lost one. Yeah. <laughs> Sad day. Yeah. Yeah. Real big times. Okay. Well, we'll move right along. Get into it. Moving right along. <laughs> We're going to start off today with one of the major headlines, I guess, which was the fight on Saturday this past weekend, Jake Paul versus Ben Askren. A lot of different thoughts here. Honestly, don't know where to start. Very scattered here today. I don't have my typical notes because I wasn't in my typical setup, but here we go. This fight was very interesting. For those who don't know, Jake Paul, one of the Paul brothers, I think we've deemed him on this podcast, the more annoying one or like super douche. Yeah. The super douche one, which they're both pretty douchey. So like whatever, but he's kind of entered into this weird phase of, you know, just dedicating his life to boxing. So, I mean, I do want to give him a little bit of credit that he's at least from what I can tell, like super dedicated to this journey and just really wants to do this whole thing. So I think after his fight with Nate Robinson, this is kind of where the Ben Askren thing came in. Ben Askren is a noted wrestler, MMA fighter, I think was at one point part of the UFC and then wasn't, and then was again, like I'm kind of fuzzy on that. He's also US Olympic. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But his major foundational background, as far as I understand is wrestling, but then heavily got into like the MMA. Yeah. Cause I think he was like 19 and two during his MMA bout. Right. Yeah. All of. So yeah. I would say like, that's a decent amount of fights for doing all of those things. Right. For sure. So they ended up fighting. There was a big card, but I mean, just a lot of people, I did not watch it. Like, I'll be honest, guys. I did not really give a fuck about this fight. Yeah. Um, Highlights. (laughs) Yeah. So like, and I'm kind of like that with a lot of fights. I'm never going to be one to like buy these kind of fights. It just doesn't interest me, but it will interest me enough to like catch the result on YouTube or like on Twitter when I see it. It usually lasts about 0.5 seconds. So I'm just, you know. I'm, and I'm not judging the people who are into it. I'm just not one it's of not them. It's not your and thing. Yeah. yeah. If I was at a home where it was being played, like I would definitely be curious to watch. But again, like I kind of don't even know where to start. So Jake Paul ends up winning pretty quick. Round. Yeah. Quick, yeah. quick knockout, um, which, you know, I think this has just kind of sparked a large conversation within the boxing community, within the MMA community. And just this whole event was more of like a spectacle than anything. And that's kind of what I'm understanding. It took forever. It was basically a fucking concert before anything. And then the fight finally took place midnight central standard time, which was 
fairly late. I mean, normally the main event starts late, but like that was a little extreme. Justin Bieber performed. And I mean, I, there were a ton of performances. Like I don't even know them all. I really meant to look them up, but I remember reading people being like, okay, surely the fight's next. And then like four acts later and they finally fought. So it was like eight fucking acts in between the last car or the last in the main fight really weird yeah so it was kind of one of those things where a lot of people were commenting on that but at the end of the day you know ben went down one punch knockout basically really quick and there was this big was it rigged argument happening right now yeah i don't know because i don't know enough about that shit because i'm like so i guess why did he get such a big payout from that because he lost or just because he did the fight I think because he did the fight, because this okay. is like Jake Paul. And and again, right. you as well as me, I'm not going to lie. I could be fucking wrong. I think we've made it very clear. We're not like that in tune to what's going on. But from my research and from what I understand, you know, this is Jake Paul's deal. I mean, this is his gig and he's teamed up with this Triller brand. They're the ones putting it on. They right. have a lot of money backing this. So I think it's sort of a ploy to get Jake's career going. So he's paying these bigger names, fairly large purses and definitely large purses who he's fighting to yeah. just come fight him. So I think that kind of fuels the whole like it's rigged theory, well, which I mean, I'll say myself, I don't think it was rigged. Like I think if well, you watch the knockout, he fucking got knocked out. Well, I'm even sorry. if you watch the highlights, I'm here to tell you, which basically aren't highlights it's just literally the first round because with a minute to go in the first round is when he gets knocked out but as they're well however much you watch if you watch weigh in or whatever the fuck they do but they walk out there and like ben Askren is in maybe he looks like this all the time but incredibly out of shape looking yeah like no he he is not fit and then you have jake paul over here who's been working his ass off and again sometimes bodies just do what bodies do right like i'm not trying to shame anyone for anything trust me but he he did not look fit at all he looked like an amateur and he's the one who has more experience and then you have jake paul who i'll say one positive thing about him chose a great pair of shorts (laughs) <laughs> um they were he does like, look good and like he he has that whole boxer like look going on with it for yeah. sure and he's doing it right right like back in the day my dad used to watch boxing all the time and i would sit there and watch it with him because i'm like oh which one's gonna wear cool shorts like which <laughs> one's gonna be shiny or like yeah. you know more have more pizzazz and like jake paul brought the pizzazz because they were dope however they had like little pillows all over it like i don't know if you saw them but they were like mm-hmm yellow and black and they had stars on them but like where these stars were they were like the notice they were like an inch or an inch and a half thick like little pillows all over his pants i was like oh i see what you're saying i'm sorry you're they're like 3d like little yeah little cushiony things on his shorts yeah i thought you were talking about like a printed pillow i was like what no that no i'm like that would be a weird choice um so anyway, yeah, anyway, I really enjoyed those shorts. So thank you for that, Mr. Paul. One <laughs> guys, you one heard it here first. <laughs> yeah. Then I'm um, certain you heard that here first. <laughs> yeah, I'm certain literally nobody else has talked about that. But yeah, so I don't know. What is he two and oh? Does that make him two and oh or three and oh in like boxing? But like I think three and oh. But I mean, kind of the consensus too of what I've been hearing people say is like he needs to probably fight some better people. Absolutely. Because yeah, he is yeah. doing the work in who knows. I mean, he keeps calling people out like Conor McGregor and shit. I'm like, dude, are you asking to die? Like <laughs> you, you weren't that good. 
But yeah. but even aside from knows. Conor McGregor, I do think I don't think he would win against Conor McGregor, and like I will stand corrected if that happens. But I think he needs to fight like an actual fucking boxer too because mm-hmm. i think absolutely like, what, i think what we're mainly learning from these fights and not to say that one is more talented or one is more than the other but what we're learning is and duh the sport of boxing and the sport of MMA of mma are just two different fucking things yeah they're different and i don't know i don't people are saying like these things give mma a bad look and i disagree i just think they're completely different yeah, we know ben Askren was he's not a striker like that's not his gig and yeah. you're right he was he looked out of shape because he is out of shape he's been out of the game for a long time he's a fucking like wrestling coach like a high school wrestling yeah. coach he's like a podcaster and a bitcoiner now he he even said himself i found out about this fight 11 weeks ago he was like Damn. that's not enough time to train but Mm-mm. he's like i took it not fucking caring i'm gonna make money on it for my family a large yeah. amount of money and not that he went in it in like purpose to lose i don't think he necessarily did that he just didn't care he was like if yeah. i lose that's fucking fine yeah, but cool. I, think, I can get down with that. Yeah, like I, I'll be honest, I actually kind of love him. Like I don't know anything about him at all yeah. until now, yeah. just by researching for this. And he's actually like a really down to earth, cool fucking dude. I'm yeah. kind of in love with him. Okay, I, I yeah, love like, I mean, I support you, Ben Askren. Okay, he's also well, a Bitcoiner, and I, you know me, I'm. I'm yeah, you also game. support Bitcoin. Yeah. Well, cool. Let's get some merch. Let's get some Ben Askren merch. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, I feel like I don't know what merch there is to get. He has like a wrestling podcast. How I don't we make know, our own? Whatever, but but yeah, yeah. like he had I'll a big surgery. One. He didn't have a lot of time to train for this, and his skill, from what I understand, is endurance. So had they gone the full bout, like I think he might have had a leg up, but in terms terms of Jake Paul just coming in, giving him a large strike. That was how Jake was going to get him. And he did. Yeah. And that's just what happened. So, yeah. but definitely, like you said, I think Jake Paul, and I think he's trying, but what he's done thus far, I just, I'm not saying it's not impressive and I don't want to take any credit away from him, but I also think he has a long way to go. And I think fighting right. someone like a Conor McGregor and then fighting an actual boxer with speed and a lot more packed punches behind it would be a different fucking outcome. And right. That's what I'm saying. I would like to see it happen. Personally, I think it's fair to, I mean, in my opinion, I am saying like I did give him credit or I am giving him credit now for doing what he's done. He seems to be taking it semi-seriously, which is good, but also I am not impressed. And I don't feel bad about saying that. Like, he proved me wrong, dude. I'll wait until you can book more fights with, like, people that are actually boxers and, like, are in shape and are doing things. Like, that's how you impress people. And not that he's not trying. I get that it takes time. But I'm just – and I'm not saying I'm not impressed to be a dick. I'm just saying, like – yeah, And impressed by a certain context. Sure, what he's done is something. Like, I'm not taking away from it. But – you'll shock me more when you beat a true fucking boxer because yeah. that's the game that he's trying to get into. Yeah. I'm, I'm here for a, a mind changer for me. Like Aaron Rodgers is doing a damn fine job of that <laughs> recently. I'm not there yet, but I don't fully hate him anymore. So yeah, agree. Come on, Mr. Paul. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I'm certain that he's not done. So I, I think there'll be plenty of opportunity for us to see where he goes with this and, Hopefully he does get a fight with a true boxer and we have this conversation again and maybe he will fucking prove us wrong. Like, we'll see. So, I'm here for it. Yeah. Moving on. 
sad news out of the NFL. Our boy Alex Smith is officially retiring. Tears. So sad. I'm not, I am not lying when I say this, when I was just like reading through some shit earlier, got some tears in my eyes. Well, it's a very emotional story. I don't know how you can watch some of his recovery videos, especially the ones of him, you know, with, I think like the erector set on his leg and things like that. Like, and just 17 fucking surgeries. Like, yeah. I mean, the adversity that he's had to overcome is just uncanning and, and, and just remarkable. Well, and he's a class act too, on top of it, one of a kind guy from what I can tell. I mean, people talk a lot about, you know, Tom Brady and how like skinny and lanky and like not good he was when he, you know, entered the draft and all that shit or whatever his combine. Well, like Alex Smith was the same way, by the way, like he wasn't even supposed to play in college. And then he ended up, yeah. Then he ended up being like a Heisman candidate. And then obviously like wasn't supposed to play in the NFL. And he was a first round draft pick in 2005 for the fucking uh, 49ers and then played for them for eight seasons. So, and then obviously continued with the chiefs and the Washington football team, whatever. But I don't think, and maybe he does, he does get talked about a lot, but like, I don't know. I just feel like he deserves even more. Like he's just such a good person all around. He's a great athlete all around. And he has like, overcome true adversity time over time over time and just continues to like be him. And the fact that essentially he's retiring to spend more time with his family. Like what? So cute. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, I think there's a level of he needed to retire because he just can't do what he needs to do in the NFL to get it done. And I think he can get back up where he was. Yeah. And I think that's just, it is what it is. And for him to have even done what he did this season is crazy remarkable. And yeah, you know, we're always definitely, we're rooting for him and I don't know how people can't root for him, but I think he proved to himself what he needed to prove to himself. And now he's like, okay, I have to walk away from this. And I'm, I think he can accept that now in a little bit more of a way than he would have had he not got been able to get back out there. Yeah. Just proving to the world very, very deep and large lesson on what you can do, what you and your body can do if you put your mind to it and put the work into it. Yeah, for um, sure. Like, he is you know, kind of like just a never give in, never give up mentality that is an awesome lesson, especially in the sports world. So yeah, I mean, it's huge. It's very important. If you don't have that, then you'll never make it in sports ever. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, it doesn't always not all athletes go through that type of adversity or anything. But like, that doesn't mean they don't have what it takes to do yeah. what they're doing. But certain if you don't have it at all, then you're never going to make it. Yeah. But, yeah, I think it's like, Connor McGregor, who has that awesome quote about not, he's like, I'm not necessarily the most talented. I'm not necessarily the most this or that, but I was the craziest in my passion and my training. And I'm totally butchering what he said, but it, it kind of is relative to this. So yeah, fair. But yeah. Sad yeah. day, but obviously applauding him for all of his cr- tremendous Accomplish- accomplishments. Yeah, accomplishments and recovery efforts. So Definitely. Yeah. Movie. I wish he would get into coaching. <laughs> yeah. I mean, who knows where he's going to go, right? Yeah. I'm sure we'll hear from him in another realm of something yeah. related to football. So I hope so. I hope so. Maybe he'll coach his son's sixth grade football team. Yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. 
Okay, moving on. We're going to actually kind of have a little news out of the women's sporting world this past week. So we're definitely going to cover a few topics that we thought, you know, were really awesome that happened. The first one coming out of very own Denton, Texas, where I reside. Hope Trotwin threw a perfect no-hitter recently for the University of North Texas against Arkansas Pine Bluff. That and being that it was 21 actual strikeouts, no batters getting to base or, you know, getting out. She actually struck them out. This is not only the first perfect game in the history of University of North Texas sports, the first one in D1 history for seven inning games. So I think that's men's baseball is typically nine innings, women's softball is seven. So from my understanding, there have been no hitters, I think three in one yeah. softball history, but this is the only one of a perfect game. Like all, of all, all strikeouts. strikeouts. Yeah. Correct. All strikeout perfect game. Yeah. Correct. There, that's, that's my understanding. Yeah. Well, and this was actually Trotwin's third time to do it in her specific career. And she's roughly 125 strikeouts away from surpassing the all-time leader. Her name is Ashley Kirk, who sits at 712 strikeouts. Nice. So how old is she? Who? Uh, Hope. You have time to do it. Yeah, I think so. I think it's doable. She is a senior, but I think there's still time. Um, Well, one thing that I read I thought was like, just kind of cool to put into perspective. When you think about different types of sports is like, baseball and softball well like you they're team sports right team sports specifically i'm talking about so like not one player can really carry anything on their back in a team but like for her that's kind that's super wild because even like do like um what's his name on the padres that pitched the or like had a no hitter the other day he's still like a batter got on base because he like hit him with the ball and then like one other guy like grounded it to him and he threw him out at first so still a perfect game but he needed to have other people to help him out. So besides the catcher, mm-hmm. she they said she could literally have told her entire outfield to go stand on the third baseline and stare at the foul pole, and it wouldn't have mattered at all. Yeah. It wouldn't have made a fucking difference. Isn't yeah. that wild to think about? Like, obviously, yeah. that would be, you know, super rude and, like, cocky. But well, somebody on her team would also have to score. But, yeah, you're – but, no, you're exactly well, right. Tr- well, right, but I mean in the outfield. But really cool to, like – think of it in that light of like, yeah, well, that's really fucking crazy. Cause obviously I always played sports where, listen, I don't like the spotlight. And most people that know me probably know that cause I'm not very good. So it's like a team sport is everything I need because you have to rely on other people and they have to rely on you. But for that, that's just dope. And obviously they had to be there, but it's just cool to think yeah. about. Definitely. Well done, I mean, sis. Yeah, it's a big feat. And people hear yeah. no hitter and they're already like, oh my God, that's crazy. But I want, you know, everyone to realize this is a different standard of no hitter. I mean, she threw yeah. 21 fucking strikeouts. Yeah. That's wildly crazy. So yeah. Kudos to her representing yeah. North Texas. Way to go, Hope. We're here for you. There's actually in our discussion that we're having right now, like a lot of these women are out of Texas. So like shout out. Shout out to athletes because they're golfers last week too, or a lot of them from North Texas. Like, oh, killing y'all. Moving on to a sport we don't, well, I guess maybe that's false. We've talked about gymnastics before, but for unfortunate reasons, Um, we're going to talk about (laughs) them in a little more positive light. The NCAA gymnastics championship was this past weekend. It was actually in Fort Worth, Texas. Yeah. 
And in what, you know, I would call the gymnastics equivalent of like a game winning buzzer beater, Michigan and Oklahoma, who are like, you know, Oklahoma's a crazy gymnastics school. Michigan, obviously up there as well. They were actually tied heading into the final rotation. And Abby High School. Abby High School? High School. That sounds But not spelled like high school. Yeah, Yeah. it's weird. Pronounced high school, but it's not high school. I'm saying it and I'm like, I'm not saying high school. I'm saying yeah, H B I S K E L L. Yeah, yeah. That's Abby funny. High School needed. I think a, about it. Until you I know. I can't it. undo like, it. I can't, I can't unsee it. I can't unsay it now. <laughs> Abby needed a 9.85 on her beam routine, where she ultimately scored a very impressive 9.925 to seal the championship for the Wolverines over the Sooners. It's. So crazy. Yeah, her beam routine was like legit. Um, it, it was so good. But yeah, so she literally got just over what she needed. Mm-hmm. And then she scored 9.925 and she needed a 9.85. So I mean, yeah, a little bit of That's room, so- but still pretty close. Yeah, because OU literally got second place by 0. 0.088. Yes. yes. What? Is that like, oh, yeah. yeah. like so cool for Michigan in such a so close moment for OU. However, I mean, I think the whole point of this is, is Michigan has never won a national championship before. In it, right. Yes. Big, big. And, and they're only the seventh school to win a national championship in it, gymnastics. Because it's like Oklahoma. Yeah. LSU, it's like the same ones every year. UCLA. Yeah. It's like enter. So it looks like UCLA, Oklahoma, Florida, Alabama, Georgia, Utah. And I know like, even Florida was really a heavy favorite going in, but one of their main gymnasts had an injury and she ended up making it to this competition, but it just, it didn't go well for them. Dara Brooks was also a Michigan standout in the competition. And I think too, like, it's important to, for everyone to realize that like, and I, I don't want to say COVID didn't impact other sports. That's absolutely not true. But when you're a gymnast, you are literally racing against time. And COVID was detrimental to a sport like gymnastics and detrimental. It's like specifically for the Olympians, like the, like I say, the sport of gymnastics, maybe not so much the sport, but the, the gymnasts themselves. Yeah. Losing a year is losing a lot of fucking time. And that's detrimental to their gymnast, to their gymnastics careers. Absolutely. So I just, I think that's a good point. Yeah, like, again, not trying to say they're the only ones impacted by COVID, but it's completely different in a sport like gymnastics. Yeah, for sure. Injuries are so pertinent. You need to be young, agile, and they're so, it's so competitive. Years ago, you know, gymnastics just became this, like, huge monger from the Olympics, and every young girl was put into gymnastics. So it's super, super competitive. So when you are, the older you get, the larger you are on your way out because there's just 500 other talented little girls coming in that can do shit that you never even dreamed of doing. Yeah. Cause also by the way, hormones people. Yeah. I mean, women just have to start developing at some point. And unfortunately when that happens, you just can't really do the things that you, Mm-mm. these impossible things that these women do. So no, very cool. Like congrats to Michigan. That's a feat. And yeah, yeah I mean, and the Stanford also ended up winning for the men's side of the championship. Um, mm-hmm. This is their second consecutive time. And interestingly enough, they also scraped by Oklahoma. Oklahoma ended up taking second in the men's yeah. 
also. So shout out to all the teams competing. Yeah. Very, uh, very cool. Very cool. So yeah. If you've uh, never watched gymnastics before, like do yourself a favor. I'm a huge gymnastics person. I taught gymnastics for 10 plus years. I love gymnastics and always enjoyed taking gymnastics. I'm sure there's some funny videos of me as a child doing gymnastics. Oh God, no doubt. Can't wait to get to watch the Olympics. I'm a huge Olympics person. So obviously like the Olympics and gymnastics go hand in fucking hand. So moving right along to another female, another Texas female, Shakari Richardson. In 2019, she actually shattered a 30 year held record, logging a 10.75 in the 100 meter dash. Recently, she has now broken her own record, logging the same race at 10.72, even while not getting like the best start in that actual race. She is now the sixth, she holds the sixth fastest recorded 100 meter dash time in the world. Woman, like yes, sorry. Yeah. Female, yes, correct. Yeah, Thank you for um, yeah she, be- she became the sixth fastest woman in the world. Fastest woman in the world. Yeah, she's dope. Watch that shit. It's, it's like it's literally 10 seconds long, y'all. Like, not, go watch it. It's crazy. She's like, not human. I mean, fuck. It was like, I got goosebumps watching it, and I'm not shitting you. And I hate track with all of my being, but I love watching it. <laughs> like, I love watching track and field. But it just I, blows my mind. I loathe it on a personal basis. But yeah, watching her, I don't know. Like, because you said maybe not the best start, but like, I couldn't tell because I was like, oh my God, she, because she's not first out of the block. She's not super right. fast at first, but it's like, that's her plan. And you watch her building on her speed. And then she just runs away with it. Like those chumps didn't stand a fucking chance. It's nuts to watch because it's very rare in a hundred meter dash that you just see someone fucking sprint ahead of the entire field yeah. and beat them. It's like the last so, 40 yards. Yeah. yeah. So she, crazy. she finished and had time to like turn around and watch the rest of the race. Yeah. It was cool. It was very cool. She's killing it killing it so wanted to shout her out and make her feats known to the world of women camp parlay pun intended (laughs) yeah she's a heavy favorite for tokyo speaking of the olympics so get it girl to see her there hell yeah yes moving on still staying in the realm of women's sports the WNBA draft was late last week you know just wanted to kind of break down a few of the different like highlights of what went down another texas shout out ut's own charlie collier went number one overall in the draft and she is staying in the great state of texas as she was picked up by the dallas wings wings yeah The Wings also picked up Awok Kouye, second overall, and then Dana Evans later on in the draft. Ari McDonald, who we also, you know, have talked about and you might recognize from the tournament, she went third overall. She's headed to join the Atlanta Dream. Nice. Fourth overall pick went to the Indiana Fever. They got Kaiser Gondersick, who um, a lot of people actually thought would go sooner just a few of the top picks coming out of that. Like I said, I think a lot of women entered the draft. I think the WNBA is being talked about more than it's ever been talked about. Mm-hmm. I think it's all very positive. I'm really excited for their upcoming season, you know, which is kicking off next month. Yeah. Fuck you to everybody that says, well, you can't dunk and like, it's boring. I'm so also fuck people who are like, they should lower the rims. Oh like, yeah. Fuck that person. 
A hundred percent. Yeah. Get um, out of here. Dunking doesn't have to be present to enjoy the game of basketball. No, and that's fine. If you don't want to watch it, don't watch it. Yeah. And I, I remember when the WNBA like really kicked off, I was probably like what, seven or eight or something. I don't even know. I'd have to do math and I ain't doing that, oh. but I mean, there was a big buzz about it then. And, you know, I remember having like Barbies, like WNBA yeah. Barbies and stuff. And Cheryl Swoops. Know, I think there's just a level of like exposure and marketing and a big push behind it that I don't think we've seen in a very, very long time. Yeah. Um, and I'm just super here for it. Agreed. All right. We're going to continue on, but we're going to talk about the very, very large and very, very controversial news coming out um, surrounding the world of soccer, technically football. It's hectic. All right. Football. Um, (laughs) Yeah. We're going to refer to it as European soccer Um, news coming out about a potential super league forming. So this has, the entire, you know, European soccer world in an actual fucking tizzy. I mean, I say that, but I need people to understand, like, this is deep rooted emotional shit going on. And it would be like the NFL in America saying, Hey, we're going to just completely fucking change Change everything. Do things and not, and by change, it's saying we're going to get, I mean, maybe no longer the Patriots, but the Patriots in their heyday, we're going to, well, I think it's, I like the college one better. So it's like basically saying Alabama, LSU, Clemson, Ohio State, Notre Dame, like your big name collegiate teams are like, you know what? We're starting our own league. Like we're going to form our own league. We're only going to play each other. And we're going to keep all the money. We're not going to give any money to any of the smaller schools. So it's basically, it's it's literally calling it like it is, like a super league. Instead of like a super team, yeah. you're going to have a super league. And this has just become an actual problem. Well, like it's, Right. It's already hard for like a smaller team to like move up in the ranks, right? To get promoted because they're playing in some. Yeah, it's like Coastal Carolina. Are they really ever going to fucking win the national championship? Probably not. But can they? Yes, technically they can. Do they have the option if they ever got that good? Yes, but by doing this, it completely fucks them. I think fucks because they don't because they don't have anything. They'll like all the guys. You're saying like the smaller school. Yeah. Yeah. Like there, it's going to be harder with it's, it's already hard without a super team. It would be harder with a super team because all of those teams that you mentioned are not just the best schools. They're the ones who are worth the most. They make the most money. So then they're going to be struggling. I mean, it's a whole thing, which to me, I think is why it's all falling apart already. Yeah, I was. Yeah, exactly. I was going to say the story is definitely still unfolding as we speak and a lot of it unfolding minutes before we started recording. So definitely want to mention that it sounds like the fans have our, you know, because from the from the jump, the fans were like, fuck this. No, you're not going to come in and change our world and our sport world, because I think another way to put it is it would move to more of like a Super Bowl format. And that's not what European soccer does. They have a slate of different leagues, like 14, 16 different leagues. You can climb up to the top. Be promoted or or relegated. I just said you can get promoted or relegated. Right, exactly. You can climb up to the top or you can get relegated, pushed down. And that's really the world of it. There's not really like 
you know, an ultimate big Super Bowl at the end. It's just them competing each other. And then it's really more about like who's at the top. Right. So I think that's what would change is I think the the format in the Super League would be getting more to like a Super Bowl format from what I understand. And those teams just playing each other constantly. So basically from the jump, all of the fans to all of these teams flipped the fuck out and they were like, absolutely not. And interestingly enough, it's like all the fans came together. So like Arsenal fan and Man City fan came together in like insurgents of no, fuck this. We absolutely refuse to do this. I think there was protesters in Chelsea and already a lot of teams are like, JK, we're not really doing this. We yeah. decided to opt out of the ESL, I think is what it's technically called, the Super League. So, but it just brings up a lot of interesting points because, you know, although I can say like, I think my stance lies with the fans and with the people, because I think I'd be the same, same. way. Same. And I completely understand where they're coming from. To play a little bit of dev- devil's advocate, I think there's a side of it would probably bring more viewers to soccer, like specifically American viewers. I mean, yeah. I definitely don't want to pretend people wouldn't watch because I think that's, you know, I, I think people would. I know organizations like FIFA had said, this happens, you will not be allowed into competition. And I kind of wondered, is that a threat or would they really prevent, you know, some of these big, huge soccer players from being in yeah. in the in that competition? I don't know. It's FIFA. So like one of the most corrupt of... <laughs> all of the associations, sporting associations in the fucking world. I do side with the people for sure, but like immediately I wanted to go against whatever FIFA was for, right? Because I think they suck. I agree with you, but I also think that like, we'll never know. Cause right. I think this is just crumbling. I don't yeah, think it, it sounds like it's, it's all, like it's already done as of today. And yeah. like it just, which all makes came out think, yesterday. Yeah which makes me think like, I think it's more about the fans, right? Because it's such yeah. an emotional sport and it's so old and they're all so tied together. But which it should be. I, I mean, if you, without agree. fans, you don't have a league. So like, I totally agree. And unfortunately, I mean, I just, I say unfortunately, because I do, I did want that, right? I would prefer it the other way, but also like FIFA didn't even have to like, I mean, they threatened them, but like, I don't even think that mattered. They could have just kept out of it. And it, this whole, this same react, react, whatever would have happened anyway, I think. I don't know. I think a lot of people were appreciative of them coming out and saying that, to be honest, because I think that's a big threat to people. I mean, FIFA is a huge part of soccer. So for them to come out and say it, I think was big. And I think a lot of fans appreciated that because they don't want this, right? And yeah, because they don't, because they'll be losing a lot of money. Well, (laughs) that's why they care. I mean, I get that they're definitely money driven and we know that they have a lot of corruption in the past, but I think for them to say like Messi's banned from this that's a that's a threat to their money that's a big star saying yeah but i'm not going to be a part of this that is sponsorships not coming in i mean that could potentially money lost for fifa so totally but i i also think they knew what they were doing like that never would happen like that would never fucking happen even if the super league did happen and they said well you can't play in this those fans would murder fifa for doing that like i don't think i don't know i think think you're right fans were on fifa's side on this one well well, yeah, because they didn't want the Super League to happen anyway, right, but if it would have happened, we'll never know. We're just speculating. No, like, and what, what I what I said is I don't... We just disagree. I think at the end of the day, 
would FIFA really prevent them from playing? I don't know because of the money aspect is what I'm saying. They said it because they sided with the fans, I guess, but I think the fans appreciate that because it is a huge threat even for the Super League, maybe not financially for the Super League, but financially for FIFA. So it was kind of like, I mean, and again, this is just my perspective. It could be completely fucking wrong, but I don't know. I just think in a way like comforting to see this huge, passionate sport fan base come together, no matter who their team is and just be like, fuck, you know, like we do not support this. If you do this, we will never go watch a game. Like you have lost all of us as a fan base. Yeah. Like they that's shut true. it down from the jump. And I think that's crazy and awesome. Yeah, and this is too. a situation where it's like big fucking money, right? At the end of the day, that's what it is. I think a lot of greedy Americans, quote unquote, are being blamed for it. And yeah. they're certainly involved. I know Tampa Bay's owner is a big witch hunt right now situation because he's kind of getting all of the spotlight for this from what I understand. And not to like defend them, but their owners, all they're after is money. Like we know this. And from what I understand, each team in the Super League was literally just going to like start out with like $200 million or something crazy. I mean, yeah, it's nuts the kind of money that they were throwing around for this league. So, yeah. but it was just cool to kind of see that like the fans come together and be like, no, we're not supporting this. And yeah, sounds like it's actually working. So I, I like yeah. that. <laughs> Yeah, like two or three teams have already pulled out and they only had like 12 to begin with. So yeah, it wasn't a lot. But yeah, I mean, I think the whole decision was driven by money in the first place, which is often how things go. So we'll see. Like, I mean, it's still unfolding. So God only knows where this is going to go from here. Yeah, because also it wasn't just going to be men's soccer. They were going to bring over like the same yeah. the same teams that joined. They were going to bring the female soccer teams over as well. So yeah, and I think while. that that would be very very negative to the women's teams. Ugh, so, which makes sense, right? I mean, they have enough problems. Yeah, <laughs> proving their worth. So like to break it up and do all that yeah. can't be good. No. Yeah. We'll continue um, to watch any that. other. Moving on, just wanted to talk a few gambling updates. First off, made some picks last night, did really well. It was funny because like my book was like not working and it would not let me in. And, you know, after like big tournament style things like the NCAA tournament after the Super Bowl, it's so much gambling that sometimes I just need a break and I need a reset. So like I've kind of stopped, you know, I kind of took a bit of a break and then Last night, I was like ready to roll. There was a huge slate of games. Like last night was crazy packed. Eight NHL games, a lot of NBA games. You know, we still have baseball in the mix, which I haven't really dove into yet. So I was really excited and I had all my picks ready to go. And then I like could not get in to place a bet. And I'm like, what the fuck? So it was down three hours. Finally get in. And like half the games I was going to get, I was going to bet on are like already in play. But I was like, fuck it. Like going in with my same mentality, And I placed all the same bets that I'd intended to place, except I ended up going with some money lines versus spreads because they were live and all the teams I was going to take were down. So the money line was plus money. So I was like, fuck it. Like I'm going to roll with my first instincts. The Suns were down a lot and they at the time were like plus 459. And the wild, I think they were tied and theirs was like plus 200, which theirs actually did spread. It was like minus one and a half. Hockey's a little bit different. So anyway, ended up going four and two, placed six total bets. And one of them, it was the Grizzlies and the Nuggets. They ended up going into overtime, barely lost that one. It was one basket difference. So 
that one I almost won too, which was another plus money bet. And then the other one that I just kind of truly lost was I had the Las Vegas Knights and the, who did they play? Sharks, the San Jose Sharks over. And I think they ended up going into overtime, but it was tied 2-2. They ended up only having five, whereas I needed over six. So just had a good night last night. I think I came out plus six units, six something units. So another positive gambling day for women camp parlay. Hope to keep that up. Now we have playoffs coming up too, so that'll be big. But And then just a couple, I know we've had several states recently. All of a sudden, it seems like every day I'm hearing of a new state, a new state. Mm. Alabama is the latest to join in the move forward of sports gambling. Again, I don't really know exactly where they're at logistically or legislatively, but is that a word? Legislatively? (laughs) I doubt it, but I'm going with it. Sounds good. Sure. Yeah. But they're in moving things along. And I know a couple states I had mentioned last week, Arizona, it sounds like they are surging forward, which is super awesome. Yeah. And um, the PGA announced that at TPC Scottsdale, they are teaming up with FanDuel and they're going to have an actual sports book on location, which the first announcement we saw of this was actually a few months back. We talked about it on the pod. Can't remember which baseball team it was that said they were going to do this. So this is a new thing. This is all a part of this huge growing business in sports gambling. It's one reason we felt the need to really get into that realm, that niche, and why, why we're trying to learn it because this is coming, y'all. If it's not today, there's just too much money to be made here. And yeah. states are all realizing it. And it's very helpful in a pandemic situation. There's tax income to be made. So for states to not delve into this Jump is just in. completely crazy and stupid. So it's coming. It's something Looking at you, Texas. Come. Yeah. It's more than likely coming to a state near you, you know, within within years, within months, probably. I mean, how many of you like to go to casinos and how many of you like to gamble? This is something you're going to be able to do most likely right from your phone. And that's yeah. kind of one reason we just felt like we needed to get into it. I mean, this is a huge, huge business coming in all aspects and all realms of gambling. So one way we're already seeing that is these big sports books teaming up with big venues. So I think you're going to, that's just going to normalize. We're going to see sports books inside stadiums and that's going to be crazy. Awesome. It's kind of cool. It's like a horse racing. Like, yeah, like I mean, like exactly. Yeah. Which I'm going to the horse races in two weeks. Nice. Super excited. <laughs> we're going race. for mother's day. Oh, nice. Yeah. But yeah. So, and I thought it was funny because the Texas Rangers actually released this article kind of pushing for the state of Texas to like figure their shit out, but their reasoning was kind of funny, but they were saying they're going to be at a competitive disadvantage without sports gambling in their state. Although probably a bit of a stretch. I mean, whatever. These people get paid a lot of money to do what they're doing. I don't know that they have a checklist of no gambling in that state being a total deal breaker, but I'm fine with any spin zones to get the Texas ball moving. So you go Texas Rangers. Their argument was basically like, you know, people won't want to come to our state and play here if we don't have gambling. So you know what? That's not a bad argument. I mean, I, I don't think it's like, like I said, I think it's a stretch, but I don't think it's completely false. Like if two teams are offering, you know, relatively the same package and one of them 
have yeah. sports gambling and they really like to gamble. And yeah, I, I, I don't see yeah. why that's I, not a valid argument. Yeah. I don't necessarily think that like people are just not going to want to come here. That's and what play. I, yeah. But I think that what you just said is absolutely going to happen. If they can choose somewhere else that does, they will. Yeah. I mean, it absolutely. is, it is a perk for, a, for a lot of fans. Right. So yeah. cool. We'll go watch our own team play in wherever yeah well and the truth of the matter is to pretend like people aren't gambling is stupid gambling is and always has happened the problem the difference is you're just missing out on all the income so like why are states even questioning whether they would do this or not to pretend like sports betting and smoking pot or buying and selling i mean same thing isn't happening already and hasn't been happening forever is ignorant yeah and to not want to capitalize on that is just fucking dumb. Exactly. Figure it out. People are doing it regardless. So let's also take that opportunity for the state to make more money. Yeah. And semi-control it. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. And like regulate it. And it doesn't, I don't know why there's this impression that all sports gamblers are just terrible people. Like (laughs) washed up and like in debt with a million dollars. Alcoholic, you know, drug addicts who are constantly, you know, running away from their bookie, avoiding death. That's very much not the case. That's Hollywood. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Like there's that's a stereotype that's not true. And I think there's a lot of gambling that can happen and it can happen. It can happen responsibly. Yeah. And I think there's different ways that you can, you know, insure and help. Like don't allow, you know, credit cards. It has to be debit cards. Yeah. You know, different things like that. But people are people are smart. They're independent enough and they should be able to do whatever the fuck they want with their money. Yeah. It's like you can put deposit restrictions on. You can put yeah. a certain amount of deposits per week, yeah. per day, per month, whatever. I mean, I think if anything, it only helps diminish the problem. Yeah. So yeah, totally uh, agree. But that's why people need to learn it. And become, well, understand it yeah, when you learn it, it and you understand it, you, you are, you become less scared of it. Like that is just right. a fact. Yeah. It's super overwhelming to people when they don't know. I mean, it definitely was for me and I'm sure you, and it's like, it's not, doesn't have to be scary. It doesn't have to be this like thing that has a very bad connotation behind it. You know, yeah. it's yeah. actually pretty fun and enjoyable. And it, it just adds another element to watching the game come on, like to just cancel something or like not allow it because you don't understand or you think you have this perceived idea of what it is. Like, come on. Yeah. And we definitely want to promote gambling responsibly. I mean, but yeah, like, we can't even do that because you don't even allow us to gamble. So yeah. if anything more, there's more irresponsibility probably happening because there's no regulation whatsoever. Yeah. Grow up, Count Chocula. It's 2021. Yeah. And I mean, isn't there also just like a thing where it's, when something's illegal, it makes you want to do it more? <laughs> Hello? Totally. Gateway. Gateway. <laughs> just kidding. Anyway, but so yeah, just a few gambling updates there. I am yeah. anxious to see how all this unfolds. So Me too. let's go Texas Ledge, like fucking move along, lock it up. Yeah, let's, let's go. But yeah, I mean, that's really all we have for today. I feel like this was like a short, sweet, light episode. I don't know. Did we, do we have any other things that we want to mention? Oh, how about we'll bring this sport to everybody because it is a sport played at German Fest every year. Shit. Nagelschlagen. Yeah. (laughs) Nagelschlagen. Basically guys, (laughs) there's a huge stump of wood. 
And I forget, I think it's like unlimited players, right? Like you just have to pay for yeah, a hammer. You just have to pay. I don't know about unlimited. I think at some point they're like, okay, like you can go six next round. Or 10 or but I think it's at least 10. Yeah. It's, okay. it's like all my cousins will do a round where they compete against each other. Yeah. Yeah. So basically you stand around this stump and there's one nail in the center of it. Right. And either you each, well, in COVID days, you should each have your own hammer, but you basically go around and you get like one whack at this nail and whoever actually nails it into the stump wins. <laughs> yeah. But it's not a hammer. It's, it's the, the noggle schlagen. <laughs> yeah. But it's, what is it? It is a hammer, but it's like a specific type of hammer and it's the backside of the hammer. Um, That's why it's harder. Right. Yeah. It's not like, I mean, first of all, I don't think that hitting it with a hammer would be easy. Well, so. no, not for me, but like there's <laughs> some fucking people who that would be no problem at all. It's like a very, it's the so it's, it's side like of the hammer. This. So like you could call it, I feel like it looks like this. Yeah. We know y'all it's can't like see a cross, right like a cross peen hammer. So <laughs> don't allow, well, you know, like a ball peen hammer. I don't. <laughs> well, you, you don't watch enough true crime. <laughs> So this is a cross peen hammer. So like, if you can see that flat edge right there. Yeah. It's like that. It's like the yeah, skinny so side. So a ball peen hammer, by the way, has a rounded. Okay. Um, yeah. That's probably what they're using. I don't know officially, but yeah, it's not a regular yeah, hammer. Like yeah. that wouldn't be a competition, but this no. is like a skinny side of a specific type. Yeah. So and it basically to, is. Yeah. It's a, obviously like a rectangle or something, but it's small enough to where you're not just going to completely cover the nail. Like you have to be spot on. Yeah. It, it is around like, do you go for the win or do you go for like slow the, and steady? Yeah. Slow and steady wins the race. And, and the nail has to be far enough in the test that they do is the fingernail test. So yeah. if they can get a fingernail under that nail, you're not done. It has to like get hammered into the wood enough to where you can't yeah. get a fingernail under that nail. Yeah. But you only get one yeah, one one whack around. Yeah, yeah. You get one <laughs> chance and then it goes to the next person and then you keep going until somebody gets that nail all the way down. So oh God, that's, uh, that's one of the events out of German Fest. Yeah, you're welcome. I'll, I'll take a video of it when my cousins go and we'll post it maybe. Yeah, yeah good idea. Or we'll play. I'll play. Yeah, or we'll play. Yeah, we'll I've never played. I've never played Nagelschlagen. When I was younger, I swear it was like the first year it was at German Fest, but that could be false in my memory, just like <laughs> totally being wrong. Cause I was young. I played and I won one round. So then like, if you win a round in the whole weekend, you get to go to like the championship round, like <gasps> later on Sunday. But awesome. I definitely didn't win like in the championship, but like, I still have my necklace that I got that was like, you get to go to the championship round. I Hell busted yeah. out last year when I had German Fest at my apartment <laughs> because it got uh, canceled last year, obviously. Yeah, it did. Yeah, that was fun. Okay. Wow. Now I'm like wishing I would have been practicing because I'm really <laughs> pumped about this now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So anyway, um, so yeah, that's definitely the sport of German Fest. There's actually also apparently going to be fireworks this year, which I was what? like, I love that. I'm not mad about it. I love it. Yeah. But it was only on the schedule for like Saturday night for 10 minutes, which I'm like, okay. <laughs> What's the fucking point? the fuck scheduled that? But it's, I guess, the 45th annual oh. anniversary. So they're celebrating mm-hmm. with fireworks. I don't know. Cool. I'll take it. Yeah. I mean, I love fireworks. Yeah, me too. 
Um, so cool. Yeah. Ooh. Also the, the, the real sport of German fest is like getting drunk. So yeah, that's I mean, the actual sport. Let's be clear. Then, it's like getting drunk and, you know, lasting all day. Yeah. yeah. So the real sport is like figuring out how you can be there all day without dying. Yeah. 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 It's a true sport. Expert. And then also, you know, there's a bike rally and a fun run that we mentioned, but those aren't the real sports. Yeah. We don't partake in that part of no. the Fest. fest. Sometimes um, we get a shirt if they have leftovers. <laughs> yeah. Or free beer tickets. <laughs> or free beer tickets because, you know, they're actual athletes and don't feel like drinking afterwards. So, you know, we hang around those areas to reap the benefits. Oh yeah. I'm excited. I'm, that's one of the reasons I work is because it's like free beer the entire time. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to be real primed up, ready for you to get there. I can't believe you're coming. I know. Y'all, it's my first time in like almost five years. Yeah. Yeah. If if you can't tell already, it's basically a cardinal sin to miss German Fest if you're from our town and she's missed like five years. It actually moved locations a yeah. few years back and she hasn't even been to the new location yet Mm-mm. so yeah if you're in the state of texas and you're bored drive on up to old monsters the 76252 <laughs> yeah the 940 yeah. but also if you plan on drinking probably get a dd because there will yeah. be cops and there will yeah. be undercover cops. Yeah, do not drive i mean we never condone drinking and driving but you certainly don't want to do it on this day you will get pulled over you will get a dwi yes there is no driving anywhere Anyway, well, guys, that's gonna do it for this. Alvita saying, "Oh, nice, perfect. Look at you. Look at you. Probably incredibly incorrect. Any German words except like prost, prost, which is like cheers, cheers. Yep, it's a good Uh, one. Willkommen, which is like welcome. Yeah, welcome. Yeah, I'm saying all of these wrong. And like shit, I think it's shit. I think there's like um." Like schnitzel. I mean, that's oh, a German schnitzel, food. Yeah. So. Munster. Munster. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> uh, come at us if you have any more German words. <laughs> yeah. yeah we're, uh, we really like to celebrate our German heritage, but we don't actually know anything about it. So. Yeah. And also, we just like to celebrate the beer drinking aspect of it. Yeah. I'm also not even really that German. <laughs> yeah. I think I'm like 75% German and 25% Irish. Oh yeah, I'm not, and I'm making all of that up, but I think that's what I've been told. Oh, I never did like 23 and Me or anything. Well, I was told that uh, that I was 25 percent German, 25 percent Polish because my dad is 50 50, and then we got him one of those things for his birthday a few years ago, and it came back like not 80, that 80 something percent Eastern European, and I swear to God, he probably wrote emails to all of those DNA companies <laughs> telling them how wrong they are. <laughs> I can only imagine. He's still fired up about it. Okay. Well, pray for us, everyone. Pray that we survive another fest. It's definitely like our Christmas. So yes, it is. Anyway, thanks for staying with us. I appreciate you. Please share us, like us, you know, listen, help us get to 5,000. We really appreciate it. So anyway, we'll be uh, signing off. Thank you, Par Lady Nation, and fucking goodbye. Goodbye. Women can't. Women can't. Women can't. Women can't parlay. <laughs>